live from Planet Chaos. It is, um, where are we? <laughs> February 28th. Yeah. 2024. Well, first and foremost, I do want to say that uh, thank you for joining us again every week. Uh, we do this only once a week at the Live from Planet Chaos, and I was just talking that we probably have to do two shows, one about uh, the global agenda that is happening and one about America. There's apparently two parent companies that are running the planet. One of them is the billionaire oligarchs of America running the parent company above us all that uh, is, is graciously allowing us to live in America still, even though they don't, you know, acknowledge that there are people here other than themselves. And then there is the global uh, billionaire oligarchy that is running the uh, uh, Agenda 2030 global governance agenda above them. Some of ours are, are obviously intertwined in there. But um, one thing that for sure kind of freaked me out this week, Rob, uh, was uh, Chuck Schumer and Kathy Hochul and um, and Mayor Adams last weekend were in New York City at a big event for uh, the People's Republic of China, uh, a CCP event for the Lunar New Year. And they all stood on stage with a bunch of Chinese Communist Party out Chinese. Chinese Communist Party members cheering them on, Hochul's whispering back and forth with one of the ambassadors that was there. And um, it was an absolutely a pro-China, pro-Beijing um, uh, event. And it was a little jarring, I think, for people to watch this. Uh, certainly people in New York were uh, not happy about it at all. At the same time, we uh, we found out that um, Kathy Hochul, again, has uh, decided that she's going to be uh, giving a whole bunch of New Yorkers, um, New Yorkers, uh, illegal immigrants, uh, uh, the ability to work for the New York government. She says that she has 10,000 spots for um, illegal immigrants. So she's rushing through work permits for people to work in the government. But the craziest part about this, and, and she says this in a press conference, is that she is going to uh, uh, get rid of the um, uh, requirements to have a high school diploma or speak English. So uh, that's you know, whatever's I, happening I, in New York. I, it seems to I got a real problem with that, Mel. And and um, look, I think that that people from all over the world should be welcome. Um, every culture is important, but in order to have a cohesive society, you need commonality of certain things. We do need a border, and I think I think language is is critical. Yeah, me I mean, I've had I've had so many issues with whether it's at, at an airport, you know, particularly you know in Florida, Miami is is pretty bad. Um, a lot of the uh, if you're doing Uber or delivery, I mean, you you it, it can be impossible to uh, communicate with uh, the uh, uh, you know the drivers or or people that are helping you in different places. I mean, it really impedes, uh, you know, the, the smooth workings of society if you don't have commonality of language. Now, you know, uh, you know, in America, we, we a lot of Americans don't speak a lot of different languages because we've, uh, you know, English has been a really powerful language around the world. But even still, you know, I think we, you know, this is a very, very dangerous uh, direction to go. And, and we saw yeah. it in New York where they, they were putting on all the uh, forms and all the schools and everything, you know, it was Chinese and, and Spanish Mandarin. and Mandarin. Mandarin. Yeah. Yeah. So no, no, thank you. No, thank you. 
Yeah, so the Civil Service Commission is working with Kathy Holkel to make changes. Um, but the the other thing is that these are jobs that would be government jobs dealing with the public in New York and New York State under the Civil Service Commission. So these are civil service jobs, uh, and these will include clerical, administrative, technical support, equipment services, repair jobs, and food services. Hochul says that people all over the state are begging her to send the migrants to them so that they can work in the local governments all over New York state. Um, Again, uh, you know, seeing her uh, pushing this forward is just another uh, situation. And honestly, uh, that they are waiving a high school diploma or proficiency in English for these jobs as well is is truly disturbing. On top of that, we find out that... um, uh, Letitia James is the hurricane that is, I mean, the, the tornado, the, the, the tornado that is Letitia James has, has moved on. She is, she's gone after the NRA. She has gone after gun sales. She has gone after Donald Trump, uh, in every way possible. And now she's suing JBS foods, USA, the largest beef producer in America. Uh, she's saying she's suing them, Letitia James, with, of course, uh, New York taxpayer monies. Letitia James says the beef industry is one of the largest contributors to climate change, and JBS has falsely advertised its commitment to sustainability and endangered our planet. So if you look at all these things that Letitia James and her partners at the Southern District of New York are doing, giving loans and taking loans out in in ways that have been done for decades, uh, criminal offenses uh, that affects all businesses in New York, if you're on the wrong side of Letitia James and her overlords. Uh, Now, if you do not live up to your commitment to, uh, apparently, to sustainability, and you are contributing, in her mind, to climate change. I thought it was global warming now, but climate change, she's still using that. And you falsely advertise that you are committed to sustainability. Well, New York is going to sue you. Uh, and that is that is the thing now. And also, you can obviously get sued for um, rapes that the, the victim doesn't remember the day or time or what really happened, or even really the dates or, uh, or the year. Uh, you can sue people now for, uh, according to her, for hush payments, I guess, uh, paid through a third party. Um, you can sue people for uh, paying back their loans on time with interest. Uh, and it's just getting completely insane. They they said last week when the, the Erdogan crazy uh, judgment went down for a half a bi- um, billion dollars for Donald Trump and uh, Letitia James, as, as everyone knows by now, I'm sure, is putting up a ticker every day uh, of the interest that is accruing above the half a billion dollar almost um, verdict by one judge and one crazy AG in New York against Donald Trump. Uh, the good news is, though, just this afternoon, uh, Judge Sin uh, stayed the ban on Trump and the ban on him serving as an officer in his own company, which Erdogan banned both and were putting in a, a external person to oversee the business in uh, New York. But uh, now it looks like that's not going to happen at the moment, at least uh, for now. Um, but he still has to put up that entire half a billion dollars. Uh, to even appeal the uh, crazy, outrageous uh, verdict. Even Jeb Bush came out saying that it's terror, like what they're doing in New York and that that's, that verdict in, yeah, specifically uh, was totally outlandish. But um, 
The truth is that uh, he also, at the same time, did have the merger go through for Truth Social and um, Trump Media. So that'll be on the reverse side. But it does look like um, he has to put in deposits for uh, both verdicts of uh, the crazy E. Jean Carroll verdict and the um, and the Erdogan uh, loan repaid with interest on time verdict. So it's a very, very dangerous situation in New York. And in the meantime, you know, why not have a bunch of uh, uneducated uh, illegals who don't speak English work for the government there? It makes sense. It seems like well, it's the other thing. Disaster. The other thing about those those uh, civil service jobs is they're they're very hard to get rid of people. Uh, you know, right. once you're getting into those systems. Um, and the other thing is that that they totally, uh, uh, you know, there's no, uh, uh, you know law justice for anyone that's an innocent victim of a crime. So, I mean, they're really turning New York inside out. And I'm so glad that we got out of there. I hear more and more people talking about fleeing these, uh, uh, you know, the, these, these uh, blue cities that, that are falling apart. And, uh, you know, I know that the, there's a lot to go over today, but I just, before we get started, I just wanted to hit a little bit more housekeeping uh, Mel is going to be speaking on the 11th at at Trump, uh, the the golf course here locally. International here. Trump a, International. Yeah, yeah, Trump International in in uh, in West Palm, and and that's uh, I think uh, General Flynn will be there, and Mike Lindell, and many others. Uh, this is uh, to uh, support the um, uh, the the. You know, what is a Steve doing? It's for, election, it's for election integrity to get people involved. The precinct strategy is going to be there. A whole bunch of uh, great people from Florida uh, that are fighting for uh, everything on the front lines will be there. So that'll be fun on the 11th. We have a bunch of other events coming up. Obviously, we have the big last uh, reawakened tour in Detroit in June. So please go to the MelKShow.com events page and see what we're doing. We're adding things constantly and uh, it's very exciting. Um, to get out there into the country. Uh, I love being on the road and uh, we obviously have our book is is creeping out there. So uh, soon we're going to be all over the country. So if you want us to come uh, by you and talk about what we talk about here, uh, please let us know. You can email us on themailcaseshow.com uh, to ask Mel if you have a question or a contact and Rob can uh, help you there. Um, we also wanted to say that we are very, very concerned about being prepared. Uh, there was the outage last week. Um, many people had their phone outage, but there was a huge outage at pharmacies around the country. And my own father, who's 86, had a very hard time getting medications. They were they couldn't get even find the medications he need for two over two weeks. He just got them, I think, today. Um, but they were they didn't have them. It was something to do with um, supply chain issues and uh, other other things like that. So do stock up. We uh, we send a lot of people to Dr. Stella. Uh, we have TWC as well. So make sure you have your medications. If you have anything like um, diabetes or anything um, like that, please make sure that you have uh, are prepared. Also, Stella has a. Um, uh, NTWC, but Stella has a kit that has all the antibiotics in it and um, a great telehealth program. Um, so that's a good thing. And also our uh, great sponsor and good friends over at Satellite Phone Store, that's melkphone.com. Uh, they have stock again. It's very hard to keep those satellite phones in stock because people are very nervous about 
what could happen if uh, communication goes down and the satellite phones might be your only option. Um, they keep selling out. A, a lot of our military is using them, a lot of people at the border. So uh, there is stock right now at the satellite phone store if you want to head over there. And uh, again, um, we couldn't do this without you guys, so I wanted to thank you guys. Um, but I do want to move forward because uh, there's a lot going on that is important to discuss today. Um, the next thing I wanted to mention is a whole bunch of, uh, of Democrats have come out. Of course, the usual suspects, if not, if not Clyburn, Raskin, Schiff, and Swalwell, where would we be? Uh, but they have come out and they have said, with, along with Hakeem Jeffries, that if Donald Trump wins in 2024, they're thinking about not certifying the election. Okay, so after... <laughs> the insurrection and uh, everything they claim happened on January 6th. And then, of course, there was no uh, stoppage of, of, of um, Biden being, uh, you know, uh, um, whatever he was, right? And all of that. It was it all went smoothly. There was no insurrection. There was no stopping it. It was certified. All that happened. Trump walked away. He believed that the uh, justice would work uh, as it's supposed to. Obviously, we're still in that uh, mess. And that is not what happened because our Justice Department is totally uh, captured. But um, now these guys are coming out and saying that they uh, are thinking that Trump is ineligible for office in 2024 and that they will uh, make sure that um, they look at everything and possibly um, if they feel that Trump uh, should not be uh, certified, then these guys are going to lead the way. Um, so uh, I guess it's, it's uh, again, a double standard. And they're already saying well, they're this, doing so exactly they're doing exactly what, um, you know, a lot of patriots said, which we, we should take a look at it. And then we should also, you know, maybe have alternative electors or, you know, re, you know, review the certification. Uh, you know, this has been going on for, for a very long time, uh, going back uh, uh, many uh, elections. So they're just they're just weaponizing everything that they can, uh, you know, yeah. in this information war. Yeah. And it's uh, it's not a surprise because I, I think a lot of what they're doing now is demoralization and dehumanization and really just wearing people down, wear, trying to wear Trump down. But it's not about Trump and, and Trump's Trump's doing better than a lot of his, the people that support him and have been fighting this fight because, you know, he's he's a different breed of, of person, apparently, that can withstand a lot more than than your average your average bear. But um, a lot mm -hmm. of people are being beat down by this and they're not even uh they're not even pretending that, you know, they are playing any kind of constitutional game uh, as they as they claim to defend democracy. Um, just today, most people know by now, Hunter Biden uh, testified uh, finally, um, and he claims that everything that's going on with Hunter Biden, with his father, with the impeachment, with all of the investigations into Biden and his family and with all the evidence that we have and the laptop and everything else, that it is a MAGA motivated conspiracy, says Hunter Biden. He claims that it is a MAGA uh, MAGA motivated um, uh, conspiracy, and uh, you know we just want to remind people that there were hundreds of suspicious activity reports from wire transfers. There's many many people have been witnesses so far talking about the Biden brand or the big guy. We have phone calls that people were in the room on speakerphone. We got texts, we got emails, we got WhatsApp messages. We got photos of Joe and Hunter, um, you know, together with the business partners of them. We have um, 
Joe Biden voicemail to Hunter. We have five individuals referencing Joe Biden as the big guy, two whistleblower testimonies, the IRS, Joe Biden bragging about firing the prosecutor at the Council of Foreign Relations to, you know, big clapping about holding back billion dollars. Um, and we have uh, so many things happening, including um, uh, all millions and millions of unexplained dollars, checks for paying back loans that didn't seem to exist, um, Hunter paying Biden's expenses, uh, email aliases, all kinds of stuff going on. And um, it's just amazing that this is a MAGA conspiracy. Uh, I don't, what, even what, see, the, I don't see the gun that? issue. I don't even see the gun issue on there. I don't see the um, the very salacious and, uh, quite frankly, um, quite, uh, you know, legally questionable photos that uh, people uh, uh, saw from his laptop. Uh, you, you've you done shows uh, going back, uh, you know, uh, two, three, probably three, three and a half years ago, looking at the Biden family and their activity all over the world. Uh, they're very, uh, you know, questionable activities. Uh, you know, financial activity uh, with with institutions and governments all over the world. So, uh, you know, they're just they're just projecting. This is what they do. And it's a it's a uh, it's a gaslighting, as you said, of the American people to try to make us think that we're all crazy and we're not. That's why we need to speak up. That's why we need to help our other fellow Americans yeah. understand that. No, they're not crazy either. <laughs> yeah, and it's, I also want to say that um, I, I was glad Laura Logan is a friend of mine and a friend of Rob's and a friend of the show and an amazing woman. I'm very lucky to to know. Um, and I have to tell you, she testified in front of uh, the committee yesterday and she was amazing. She brought up uh, some of the really worst people in our country and people that have done severe and terrible damage to, to any p opponents of the uh, globalist run DNC and political left. Uh, she talked about media matters, but she also mentioned the facts first documents. Uh, also, David Brock, I think Eisen's behind that, but Ian Bassett, the whole group that were have been involved in the Get Trump campaign since 2016 and all the lawfare. Um, but the facts first document is worth taking a look at on the MelKShow.com resource page under um, under opposition playbooks, you can find the facts first document. Most things have been wiped from the internet and we'll get into what's going on on the internet with Google and control of information. But that facts first document lays out exactly how uh, David Brock and all the lawyers and lawfare experts uh, decided one after another how they were going to fight all these scandals. But there's not much you can do when there's wire transfers, there's 20 shell companies, there's, you know, a $24 million, there's missing diamonds, there's you know, 5 million here. And I know that they say that they arrested a confidential human source that they've had for, you know, since 2010 or whenever. Um, and they're all coming out uh, acting like, see, it was all a lie, but it's not all a lie. And, and you have to remember also that um, Hunter Biden uh, in a uh, text message to Haley Biden, one of many, many things, Marco Polo, if you haven't been to their uh, evidence trove on Hunter Biden or read uh, Marinda Devine's book about the laptop from hell, uh, Hunter Biden has a text in there where he's saying that his partner from China, um, he claims China arrested uh, his partner uh, in re retaliation. And my client, the chief of intelligence of the People's Republic of China, this is an actual real text message. Uh, on November 18th, 2017, the DOJ arrested Patrick Ho, 
Hunter Biden's partner at CEFC China Energy for violating the Foreign Corrupt Practices Act. Um, Ho was charged with bribery, money laundering, and offering millions in cash in boxes to the president of Chad and, and a Ugandan foreign minister. So, I mean, that's a whole nother thing. And that same man wired Hunter Biden a million dollars under the guise of legal representation, but nobody's really sure what legal representation uh, that he provided. Um, just as with Burisma, he had no uh, experience. And apparently it turns out he never even showed up for the board meetings. We're getting 80 uh $80,000 a month. So there's all of that. And, um, and Hunter Biden came out and he said, uh, I did not involve my father in my businesses with all the evidence. And he goes on to say that he was a victim and that um, the committees have hunted him uh, in a partisan political pursuit of my dad. This is very little. I mean, it has a lot to do with Joe Biden, but Hunter Biden was functioning on his own uh, in terms of taking the money with the uh, former uh, Moscow's mayor wife, who there was just a whole bunch of sanctions put on uh, a, a whole nother slew of people in Russia, but not her. Um, and uh, so basically he's saying that um, even though the Bidens received, a, a, again, a $3 million uh, thank you payment um, from a foreign uh, 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 business associate as well, the CEFC is well known, um, there's just so much going on here, but um, they will deny, deny, deny. So it is a good idea, if you can, go to the resource page at themelkeshow.com, go down, look at the facts first document, and you will see exactly what's been going on and, and how they plan for this. And then, of course, the same people that are saying that they're not going to certify Trump, Schiff, um, uh, Swalwell, um, what's his name, uh, uh, Jamie Raskin, they come out. Uh, uh, first AOC comes out all hysterical and then Jamie Raskin comes out and says, nobody can state on their side what they think Joe Biden did, even as a private citizen, that would constitute some kind of criminal offense. Now, Joe Biden was the lead when, um, something else that came out, uh, that I guess they can't say about Joe Biden again, um, is that, uh, it appears to me that, uh, so, so we've been reporting for a long time on what happened, not just in 2004 and 2014, when the uh, CIA and uh, Obama and uh, Victoria Nuland and McCain was still around and all these people overthrew the duly elected uh, government of Ukraine at the time. Uh, there was a color revolution there. Uh, that is really when this war started. Um, we, uh, at this point, we know that Joe Biden was the point man, uh, for Obama in Ukraine at that time as well. So a lot that was going on in Ukraine, um, is, is still pouring out, but there is a uh, new evidence that has come out recently as well about a phone call to the president of Ukraine, Poroshenko, when Donald Trump was uh, first uh, elected and, and going into office where he, it's a video, uh, an audio recording, uh, and it's him saying that uh, he is worried that Donald Trump might meddle uh, and get sophisticated and look into money that's been going into Ukraine. So that's come out as well. And on top of that, uh, we know that Joe Biden um, also uh, was instrumental in, uh, in a lot of what was going on in 2014 there. In fact, I think I have a, a clip of Joe Biden's involvement in 2014 in Ukraine uh, way before anything happened now. Let's play the clip of, uh, 
Biden uh, being the key point person in Ukraine back in 2014. Various people have said that John Brennan, the head of the CIA, traveled possibly under another name to Kiev. And I just wanted to know, did he travel there? Does it have anything to do with this action? Just to No, it, ha- it happened uh, only in, in, the, uh, in some co- comments from Moscow. I don't know. So, Thank you. W- were you in Kiev recently? I was in Kiev a couple weeks ago, yes. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us uh, what your mission was? Uh, I was out there to uh, interact with uh, our Ukrainian partners and friends. Ukraine's acting president has announced the start of an anti-terrorist operation in the east of the country. Today was the day Kiev sent in troops to try to wrest back control of the east. This is 2014 when they're going after their own people? Yeah. Yeah, but it comes to uh, Joe Biden. That's the Maidan revolution. This is when they were going into the Russian provinces. Yeah, you know, they, they were going after their domestic terrorists. Does that sound familiar to anyone? Is there not a grassroots movement, though, by Russian speakers in eastern Ukraine who are not happy with the current situation? We do have difference in my country. That's true. Every country has differences. But we are ready to bridge all these differences. Easter Sunday was anything but peaceful in this corner of eastern Ukraine. At least two people were killed in a gunfight near Slavyansk at this makeshift checkpoint manned by pro-Russian separatists. They say they were attacked by a convoy of ultra-nationalists called the Right Sector, whose power base is in the West. It's not clear what happened here, but this is exactly the kind of incident that could really blow this situation up into a civil war. U.S. officials say the vice president's in Kiev to boost economic and political assistance to authorities there. Speaking to its new pro-Western leaders, U.S. Vice President Joe Biden pledged to help Ukraine through the crisis, including an aid package of $50 million. We can help in stabilizing and strengthening Ukraine's economy by helping you withstand the unfair economic pressure being thrust upon you. We stand ready to do that, and I say the American people stand ready. So, so Mel, I have a question about that. uh, So basically what what was going on there, this is 2014, uh, about 2014, and the the Ukraine, uh, the main Ukrainian government was going after the primarily Russian Ukraines, and they were calling them, they're basically like the MAGA, you know, half of the country, right? Yes, yes. And uh, they were going after any, and don't forget, Zelensky ran saying that he was going to, um, you know, make peace and bring Russians and and Ukrainians back together. And he ran on that as soon as uh, he was put in. That didn't happen. But that was all this was going on already. There was that was when they overthrew. Now, now what's come out this week and why I wanted to play that clip 
is it appears now, now the New York Times uh, again and again proves themselves to be operatives of, of this uh, global uh, billionaire oligarchy that is manipulating the entire world in many, many ways. Uh, but apparently the CIA invited the New York Times in, they're saying, um, specifically the New York Times, into uh, and, and allowed them some 200 interviews were done in physical buildings of 12 secret CIA bases in Eastern Europe. Um, why they're putting it out now is is interesting, and I think that's worth looking at. But basically, the CIA teamed up with the New York Times to uh, do a uh, expose this past week, admitting that since 2014, uh, probably earlier, 2009, and we did a whole show on all the bioweapons labs that Russia has accused the U.S. of funding in Ukraine. We know about all the um, FTX money and Sam Bankman-Fried in Ukraine. We know about Zelensky in uh, at the World Economic Forum in 2019 talking about Ukraine being open for business and, and wanting to partner with the World Economic Forum and the public-private partnership and uh, to open up Ukraine to all of that. So a lot of this stuff was going on. And meanwhile, um, nobody through all this time, it appears to me, has asked uh, why Joe Biden uh, is, again, uh, we saw the quid pro quo at CFR, why this isn't all connecting back to, and now you have this audio coming out. It's been out for a while, but it's circulating again, of a phone call with Joe Biden uh, where he's, he, Trump just gets into office and Joe Biden is talking about, you know, we have to make sure Trump doesn't figure out what is really going on in Ukraine. And then we know that then Norm Eisen and Schiff and uh, Jerry Nadler uh, <clears throat> initiated the um, fake impeachment of uh, Donald Trump over his phone call calling Ukraine to ask Ukraine what was going on with the Biden family and Biden specifically in Ukraine. So if you put all those pieces together and then you see this, this idea that the entire Democratic Party and, and Hunter Biden and his lawyers are coming up and saying that this is all a MAGA, uh, uh, MAGA witch hunt with nothing there about Hunter Biden and his father and Ukraine. I mean, it's pretty hard to look at all these different points and not think that Joe Biden and his son were doing things in Ukraine during the time when Joe Biden was running the Ukraine operation for Obama. And and, and so much me, more has come out. Yeah, go ahead. It looks to me that they're they're running the same playbook here in the U.S. So, you know, they, they call the um, kind of a, 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 a whether it's an, e, you know, it, it, it's an equal group or a small majority or a, a little bit of a majority of, of the, the Russian Ukrainians, and they call them terrorists, they call them, you know, seditionists, whatever. Yeah, they've been whatever. torturing and, and killing them for eight years, nine years, you right. know? Right, and then, then you look at the militarization that they, they uh, you know, put against them. It, those, I mean, that looked like a, a serious uh, military operation against their own people. And, um, you know, you could almost see how they, you know, probably relish the opportunity to do that with uh, certain states and certain parts of the country in in our own country. This is the direction that I, this is the playbook that I think they're trying to run. Yeah, it's very, very, very dangerous. And again, um, the CIA to come out and allow, uh, you know, the New York, allow, 
the New York Times. I mean, they totally think that we're total idiots, like Operation Mockingbird ever ended. But again, we've been we've been dealing with a situation where when I'm doing research, it's we have really important information to share about what is going on in our education system from a uh, Agenda 2030 uh, over you know overriding. Uh, infiltration from top to bottom of our schools in America. It's much bigger than people think. So I've been going back to old research and things are gone and missing. And you can't find things you could even find six months ago on Google. And it appears also DuckDuckGo, Brave Browser. I mean, they are siloing and and getting rid of it. It's full on 1984 out there. But what I noticed yeah, also... If, if, I just want to mention uh, regarding that, if uh, anyone missed the uh, the Zach Voorhees show, uh, Google Whistleblower, that you put up, I think we put it up yesterday or today, uh, that uh, he goes into depth uh, pretty significantly in, in his work and, and on the show. So, yeah, this has been, uh, you know, this is accelerating uh, and it's certainly getting a lot worse. It's a very dangerous 1984 censorship kind of environment that we're uh, continuing to move into. Yeah. And what was noticed by uh, multiple people, including myself, is that the New York Times reporter that was invited in and that put out this new CIA uh, information and all of this about, you know, that they've been behind the scenes there, which is very dangerous for us, because as most people know, um, NATO, like total sociopaths, psychopaths, uh, have announced that they are going to let Ukraine into NATO. So uh, everyone knows that was the red line for Russia. So they're escalating the war. Lots going on with that. I'll get into in a second. But it turns out that this New York Times reporter, Adam Entos, uh, some people might recognize him if you did follow uh, when he was at the Washington Post, that he covered the fake, uh, all of the Russia, Russia, Russia stuff, the Flynn case, uh, the uh, all kinds of Blackwater he covered um, about Kushner having connections to the Kremlin. He covered about Flynn having connections to the Kremlin. Uh, and now he's the New York Times reporter that the CIA is using to um, to put this story out. So, you know, it, it's really, really disturbing. And when we look into all of this and we kind of dig a little deeper, we have to understand that this is way bigger than that because um, we also, uh, there's a lot of uh, reports out there uh, going, digging deeper. You know, we had the Twitter files, we had the Facebook files. Now we're seeing all this woke, crazy AI that is fully and completely anti-white. Okay, there's, there's no way about it. And and then you find that the people that are running it, as Zach talked about, have been doing this a long time. There was no mistake. There was no accident. Google has partnered up, as have Meta. I don't know if, if Elon Musk is in or out anymore, but Twitter certainly had TikTok. Uh, and, um, and certainly uh, all of these groups have teamed up with the UN, the World Economic Forum, and the EU in this entire uh, censorship and you know, erasing information, uh, changing history, erasing anything, misinformation, disinformation, this whole thing, it's getting worse and worse. And we're going into an election cycle. And we do want to remind people that um, for whatever reason, uh, Meta and, and Google have hired an extraordinary amount of CIA agents and um, and also um, FBI, former FBI agents. And it's it's very, very dangerous uh, to, to think that we have trained spies that are also on the back end of big tech and big tech has made a formal uh in 2019 and then in 2021 uh we knew about it in 2019 but in 2021 they made a formal um uh partnership with the intel agencies and big tech uh going forward about domestic terrorism and election integrity 
so we have one of these people um, uh, is Google head of trust and safety and Meta's head of elections, content, misinformation and policy. Both were CIA agents. Um, and on top of that, at this point, um, CIA, uh, at least, and this is, this is old information. We don't know where we are now, but, uh, between Meta and Google, 36 CIA agents, uh, 68 FBI agents, uh, 44 NSA agents, uh, 68 DHS SISA agents, 86 state department agents, and 121 department of defense agents have gone on to work at either Meta or Google and continue to work there now. Um, we know that a lot of people from the Department of Justice and other places have as well. So, um, you know, what we have to really realize is that, like I said, not only do I think the Patriot Act was the most um, unconstitutional, terrible thing to happen to our country, but right now they're trying to push through. Yet again, the government might shut down because that's the way they work it. I don't think they've, they've had an actual budget since uh, the mid-2000s, if then. But um, it might shut down again if they don't push push through a $1.7 trillion bill, but they also want to attach to that the uh, re reauthorization of the 702s uh, to have no uh, warrants for 702 uh, spying, uh, basically. And uh, no. that isn't, and they say that that's on foreigners, but it was used, obviously, we know all through Russiagate and, and everything that happened back then, that, that those were used to spy on American citizens. And then we found out recently and we did a whole show on it last week, but uh, John Brennan was tasking the Five Eyes Nations intelligence community to bump or to create uh, some kind of plausible uh, relationship between 26 Trump campaign and uh, Ben Carson was included and other people. So people, anyone on the opposition, uh, John Brennan had tasked them through the CIA and other means to uh, create relationships. So then, uh, you know, 10, six months later, 10 months later, they could kick in crossfire hurricane and they could say, look, there were relationships that were actually created uh, by them to perpetuate that lie that then kicked off uh, crossfire hurricane. Everyone knows that I firmly believe that uh, between 2016 and 2020 and ahead, but 2016 and 2020, there was a tremendous amount of sedition, treason, collusion, and, and many crimes that people should go to jail forever for uh, the Russia, entire Russia, Russia gate was a lie. It was created. It was, they all knew it was a lie. The entire Mueller Weissman team uh, investigating what they knew was already a lie was a lie. Uh, and then the siloing of both of those investigations with Bill Barr and then him putting in John Durham and making sure that Jer Durham couldn't look at anyone inside the government. I'm not sure if people still really understand what happened with the Durham investigation. Durham was not allowed by Bill Barr. Bill Barr seems to have been protecting the institution, certainly not Trump and certainly not the, the people of the United States. But Durham uh, got the Weissman report. It was really the Weissman report. Weissman's still behind everything. He gloats about it every day online. They gave him a show on MSNBC to cover all the Trump trials that he actually, with Just Security and Eisenhower at Brookings, uh, did the legal uh, lawfare and novel uh, law, legal theories for every Trump case that is coming down the pike and has already been in New York, Georgia, uh, Florida, and D.C. But um, we do have to remember that these people... They, um, when Barr brought in Durham, he told Durham that Durham could not, 
look into the Mueller team or any U.S. Uh, government officials that were involved. He couldn't look at the work product of the Mueller Weissman team. And he was only investigating outside entities. So that would be the Clinton campaign, Fusion GPS, uh, and all the other uh, CIA uh, aligned people out there. But he could not um, look into that. But then what people also have to remember is that the Mueller team, <clears throat> when when Mueller was questioned uh, during the, the very sad and obviously very clear that Mueller did not run that investigation, uh, but when Mueller was questioned about the Mueller report, uh, and and somebody asked, Mueller said that he was not allowed to look into the origins of Crossfire Hurricane. So if you look at all of that, you say, oh, so there was actually no real investigation other than what Devin Nunes and Cash Patel could do, uh, what they were allowed to do. But Rod Rosenstein was also you know, keeping defense. It does appear that this whole team, including they're all still up there. And we just saw Mary McCord last week um, uh, in that article on with NBC News saying that they've got a whole team together uh, already. Uh, and she was very involved in everything I'm talking about, um, that they've got a whole team together already going through legal uh, possibilities of what Trump might do if he wins in 2024 to make sure that he cannot uh, get anything done. They're going to probably using AI going through like what Trump pop gaming out, like the transition integrity project, uh, anything Trump might do. They're looking at ways that they could immediately impeach him in 2024. So we have a battle, not just to win the election, but they're already these same people that did this between 2016 and 2020 to a sitting president and many people in inside the government uh, were also spied on and manipulated their lives destroyed by the same group of people um, that are already preparing to make sure Trump can't do anything if and when he wins in 2024. And they're giving interviews about it. So, uh, and so then you think the CIA is now putting, allowing the New York times to put out an article about all of their, there are 12 uh, bases inside Ukraine. So, and then you had uh, the worst of the worst, Victoria Newland on TV uh, talking about, well, most of the money that's going to Ukraine goes back into America to make weapons so that the elite billionaires that run the military industrial complex continue to make money. So, you know, it really does benefit America. I mean, Rob, for all that information I just gave you in the audience, what's, what's your takeaway <laughs> from that? You know, I, I look at it in terms of in in the old lens of, of free America, where we, you know, still had a functioning constitution and justice system. Uh, we would have looked at, uh, you know, Russia and, and uh, you know, their intelligence service and state sponsored uh, activities in a lot of these systems as as very uh, negative. Same thing with China. We, you know, when we would look at China and say, well, that's not how we do things here in America. So we've actually taken their model and we've we've kind of uh, hyped it up on steroids. And and now they are operating, you know, they're taking all the things that they've learned from our uh, adversaries and they're 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 using them against we the people. We have, you know, all the intelligence agencies big tech, you know, the whole totalitarian, totalitarian system, you know, pushing back against the people, you know, they're censoring, they're controlling narratives, they're, 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 you know, shutting down, you know, effective treatments for disease, they're, they're lying about everything that we see. It's, it's really disheartening, but at the same time, it's so 
um, obvious now to people because it's because because these people they're they're not that they're clearly not that good at what they're doing because people are really seeing it and this is what is bringing you know a lot of resistance to to the table and uh, yeah. you know thank well, God for yeah, I mean, you, for media. I yeah, well, I think so. I think the opposite, honestly. I look back. I look at this, and I think back to G. Edward Griffin and Yuri Bezmenov's interview. And um, you know, it, it it does appear to me that this is not only do I believe that we've been in a a, a color revolution that they've pulled every everything you're saying. I agree with, but they pulled off what they've been doing all over the world because the more we learn about this stuff, the more it re we realize the CIA, as JFK told us. And, and warned us and wanted to destroy the CIA. Um, you know, we're realizing, and, and I've done many shows on every color revolution on what National Endowment for Democracy does when when they when they do a, a, a regime change color revolution, and and that we the people, the United States, uh, are paying for a lot of this stuff is is terrifying to me. But um, Rob, I agree with you to the to the the point that you're saying, which is we have gone all over the world. Even Newland this week was was babbling about democracy and protecting the democracy in Ukraine. Did what I showed you from 2014 in the beginning of the show look like democracy? You know, it looked like what could happen here and what they are setting up. I also think um, the Bezmanov demoralization, dehumanization, crisis, normalization, they're normalizing having a Gestapo. They're normalizing having uh, a rogue, uh, you know, I talk a lot, not just about the Patriot Act, but about the um, the evolution under Obama and Holder and the whole storyline about domestic terrorists being white nationals and being, you know, that was all started very early on, hands up, don't shoot. And the war against the police that also happened in Nazi Germany, whether you like it or not, they got rid of the good cops, they got rid of the good teachers, they got rid of the good uh, university professors, they got rid of the good military. If you weren't going along the lines of where they were going with the final solution and the long-term plan for dominating the world, you were, you were uh, exited out of your positions uh, in all of those fields. So, you know, right now it's very scary uh, that, um, we uh, have to live with this or feel like we have to live with this. I don't believe we do have to live with this, but um, there's not enough American people that seem to really understand uh, the danger we are in. We have a full on police state and, and, you know, and it is, it is targeted at 80 million plus people that voted for Donald Trump. It is very demoralizing and dehumanizing when they're saying things to your face. Um, Letitia James putting up her taunting, uh, numbers that Trump owes every day going into like now what with the interest every day accumulating, she's bragging about it. She was going after meat for manufacturers and gun manufacturers. You got Biden up there saying that they're going to take our guns no matter what. That's a, that's a mission of his. And, um, and you just look at it all. Uh, and then I have to say, um, Russia at this point also, there's crazy things going on because Russia did draw the line and, and did say, you know, Ukraine will never join NATO. And now at this point, when Ru Ukraine is pretty much decimated, they're estimating 500,000 men, uh, men, women, and children, I'm sure, have died in Ukraine. Um, and uh, this has been going on as evidence from that video since 2014, if not before. And func and now they're saying that CIA has been there. Um, and then they announced that NATO uh, is, is welcoming Ukraine in. And um, basically, Macron came out and he's talking about putting boots on the ground there. Uh, they're talking about having NATO forces fight on the ground there, even though it appears that they already are. Certainly, um, what's what is 
coming out even bigger is that the CIA, as we've known all along, it was reported early on, but you were put on a, a kill list if you reported it like we did. Um, it turns out that um, they have been giving them strategic information all along. Um, and um, Macron said there's no uh, consensus today to send in in an official manner, troops on the ground, but in terms of dynamics, we cannot exclude anything. We will do everything necessary to prevent Russia from winning this war. Um, well, the war is not looking like there is, and don't forget, with Russia, we're talking about China, we're talking about Iran, Venezuela, and, and most of the world, the entire BRICS nations uh, block is backing Russia. Um, right as they're escalating this, Janet Yellen comes out and she says that the $300 billion in assets and, and, and money that they seized from the Russian people, basically, and Russian businesses, they're going to reallocate to Ukraine. This is on top of what we've sent and what they want. This is money that Janet Yellen uh, somehow um, seized from uh, Ukraine and now is apparently um, has decided that she will be giving these frozen asset, Russian assets, $300 billion of Russian assets. Uh, Janet Yellen says she will be sending to Ukraine. She says it is necessary and urgent of our coalition to find a way to unlock the value of the immobilized assets to support Ukraine's continued resistance and long-term reconstruction. I believe there is a strong international law, economic and moral case for moving forward. This would be a decisive response to Russia's unprecedented threat to global stability. So on top of them announcing that they are, uh, Macron's out there saying that they're going to put boots on the ground, NATO's saying they're welcoming Ukraine, and Yellen's saying they're taking $300 billion they've seized uh, illegally, uh, according to the International Criminal Court, uh, and that they are going to give that to Ukraine on top of what we're giving, right? And they want another $70 billion. I mean, where is this money going? And then John Kirby, of course, of our own... Uh, uh, National Security Council spokesperson said Pre President Biden has been crystal clear since the beginning of the conflict. There will be no U.S. troops on the ground in a combat role there in Ukraine. And then um, the United Kingdom, Poland, Czech Republic, Finland, Sweden all spoke up uh, saying that um, Macron's suggestions that Western troops be deployed to Ukraine, um, that uh, they have uh, a problem with that. So we don't really know what's going on, but the way that they word things like U.S. troops won't be on the ground in a combat role in Ukraine doesn't make me feel great uh, with everything that they're doing to escalate this. And um, and going on uh, after that, what we have is uh, we had Mike Johnson debating, you know, we know Mitch McConnell's stepping down. I don't know why he's I do know why he's waiting till, till November. Everyone should know why he's waiting till November. But, um, you know, this whole negotiation going on uh, with Mike Johnson about uh, this funding that they want, um, it actually came out that Mitch McConnell said that uh, to get over what's going on at our border, we have to we have to prioritize Ukraine. I mean, this whole picture of Ukraine is so disturbing at this point. And, and yet I don't know. Everyone in the government seems to be in on it. I mean, there's only like five people, six people. Um, maybe a dozen there that are be, standing up, but the American people are not behind this. There must be a massive, uh, a, 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 a massive, massive amount of, uh, uh, you know, uh, basically money laundering, I'll call it, because uh, they're just moving assets from the U.S., uh, you know, economy, uh, the U.S., uh, you know, uh, you know, 
citizenry and globally into the Ukraine where they have their zero transparency and they can do whatever they want. They can sign any kind of contract. There's there's no accountability whatsoever. So basically, they're just looting the, the planet and running it through Ukraine under the guise of a, uh, a conflict, you know, which uh, they created. Yeah, and I don't know if you saw this, but um, Joe Biden was on ugh, the worst. You know, I have a problem with Amy Poehler personal situation, but uh, but Amy Poehler and uh, and uh, Seth Meyers, they uh, welcomed Joe Biden onto the late night with Seth Meyers program I, I, that anyone watches late night TV and doesn't realize they're all con- they're all in on it. Uh, but I guess people do. But um, so Joe Biden went on there and he said that um, uh, that he's known every major foreign leader for the longest time. Yeah, we know. We know all about that. Um, and I know all these guys extremely well. They're scared to death. What it means for them, for them, what I mean, if we walk away, it's it's outrageous what he's talking about, um, totally against our interests. Uh, Trump's rhetoric about making NATO pay their fair share if they want to. I think NATO is the one world military and not a defensive force at all. That is my opinion. But uh, Joe Biden saying it's, it's un-American, it's dangerous. All of the EU leaders that are all in on the great reset, of course, and all in on agenda 2030 and are, you know, taking uh, all of the, uh, and are being, having uprisings by their farmers and, and implementing sustainability and putting crackdowns on speech. They're very upset that Donald Trump might come back. Yet another reason you should vote for him. All these people are upset. All of Joe Biden's world leader friends are upset. Um, so, you know, it's, it's almost ridiculous. And then, um, the, uh, one of the um, main uh, people, uh, top Russian senator, came out and said that um, uh, NATO deploying troops to Ukraine, and now this new declar- this new uh, declaration by NATO that they um, that they uh, are um, going to be having Ukraine join NATO. Um, this has been called a catastrophic scenario uh, in, uh, to the Russians and to the Russian people and to their allies. And they are warning about this. And just today, Colonel McGregor put a a video up on Twitter showing, um, the Russians moving their nuclear missiles. Um, NATO is planning for a possible Russian breakthrough across the line of contact later this year and isn't sure what they're going to, how they're going to react when that happens. Oh, they're, they're not putting out the, the news. Um, but, uh, you know, they're really provoking Russia at this point. Anyone that's looking at this and thinking Russia is the, is, 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 you know, some kind of aggressor going into this without, you know, being, being provoked constantly. Uh, there are a bunch of Republicans I hear that are starting to say other than Donald Trump, who's been saying it the whole time that, um, they want to start negotiating what a peace settlement looks like. Um, they would like to make sure that this doesn't escalate. Uh, China is back there also reminding people that um, if this escalates further, where their their loyalties do lie with Russia. Um, so again, in that bill that they in that in that huge seventy one billion dollar thing or whatever whatever they're trying to pass now is is funding also for uh, weapons and uh, military and uh, help in Taiwan. So uh, I don't want this. I'm sure you don't want this. I know Rob doesn't want this. The only person I've heard thus far is uh, Donald Trump uh, talking on the world stage uh, to other nations not wanting this. Um, There are a bunch of GOP senators that are starting to come out. J.D. Vance, uh, obviously, last week, Marco Rubio, 
uh, Rand Paul, Johnson, the usual people that, that actually still seem to have any semblance of, of care about the United States remaining the United States and a constitutional republic and, and without sending our children. Um, because, you know, Rob, um, a lot of people don't know this, but Russia was meeting, Lavrov and the Russians uh, had a meeting in Cuba uh, this week. And uh, you know where Cuba is, it's right off our coast. And uh, and we know obviously from Michael Yan and Anne that um, there have been, uh, I believe now they're saying 50,000 fighting age Chinese come across the border. Um, there's information out there that they're, that they are also have access when they get here to not only all the, all the perks, but that they are also being helped in America by the Chinese communist party embassies. And remember all those police stations and all of that, it looks like all of San Francisco and, and possibly they had a big event in New York. Maybe they were welcoming them there. But, um, so Lavrov is in Cuba and, and guess who shows up in Cuba to see if they can get a meeting with Lavrov while we're all pointing at, at, you know, all of us Putin sympathizers over here, uh, Ilhan Omar and, uh, uh, the, uh, I always say her name wrong. Uh, J pal, I guess her name is, is it, what it, what is it? J, uh, Pramil, J, J a pal. Um, they showed well, you up know, it is, it, it's, it is cold in Queens this time of year. So it, it makes sense that you no, want to go to AOC. Cuba. But it's colder where they're from. But I'll tell you, they showed up uh, to, and requested a meeting with, with Foreign Minister Lavrov in Cuba and were denied a meeting. But, I mean, shouldn't people be looking at why Ilhan Omar and, and this woman showed up in Cuba while uh, Lavrov is having high-level meetings in Cuba? Uh, but, you know, it's it's always about, you know, projection and what everyone else is doing. There was that crazy lady, that, that hip-hop, uh, I call it the hip-hop senator or congresswoman, hip-hop congresswoman. I uh, was making a big speech today about the whole Republican Party is in bed with Russia. You know, well, your own friends are in bed with Russia, apparently. You should probably check in check in with uh, your squad members. Um, but um, we do know also that last week there was a barrage of people holding their, their pearls and, and yelling for justice for Navalny, right? Well, it turns out Navalny died of a blood clot. So again, all of that, um, it's come out, not just, not just from Russia, it's come up from multiple nations report that the latest, uh, to come out about Navalny is that he died from a blood clot. And, um, and we had four days and right before that, the, the guy that's really invested in Ukraine, Turner, uh, said that Russians were sending, um, space nukes into the sky and we had to pass it right away. They seem incredibly desperate, um, our own government uh, in in in, in uh, Ukraine, and I do want to say Zelensky has now come out about Trump wanting to end the war in Ukraine. Can you play the clip of of Zelensky? You know they want us terrified, Mel. Basically, they it's the continuation of. Well, the, we should be um, terrified. We should be terrified. This is unacceptable. It's insane. Uh, play that clip though from uh, Zelensky, so we all know what we're dealing with here. If. Donald Trump doesn't doesn't know whom he will support, Ukraine or Russia. I think that he will have challenges with his society because to support Russia, it means be against Americans. Now means you're against America, and he's not supporting Russia. He's just not supporting World War Three and a nuclear war. But I mean. So apparently, 
Well, it does appear that we have been running uh, Newland, Blinken, Biden, uh, Kerry, Obama, Brennan, everyone else has, has set up shop in Ukraine. So maybe Ukraine and America are the same. It just feels like our government is, is more, uh, as Zelensky tells us, uh, Donald Trump's going to lose because, you know, uh, the America it, not supporting Ukraine is similar, is the same thing as not supporting America. And I don't think the American people really fully understand that this is that we've been played on a massive scale. Doing a little uh, uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, you know, in Moscow, uh, you know, they're they're trying to cover the facts because, you know, he was showing that, you know, it's not a terrible place, you know, uh, in general, as far as quality of life goes. And then obviously, you know, there's a lot of questionable and, 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 and bad things that have happened in Russia and continue to. But, you know, uh, what do they say about glass houses uh, and throwing stones? You know, yeah. you, you know, we, you know, we have to, we have to take care of ourselves. That includes border language, culture, financial systems, all the things that that make living here or used to make living here, you know, uh, more palatable. And we need to get back to that. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to destroy our country, and they're using everything in their their arsenal of of dirty tricks to to fool the American masses, if you will, the, the, uh, low information voters and the, uh, you know, mainstream media, uh, you know, uh, watchers to, to corral them to a certain, you know, you know, mental state, which is a very, very, um, you know, this is this we're talking about, you know, I, I'll say it 1930s Germany. It's a, we're in yeah. a dangerous and, place. And I'll say right now, also, I do want to remind people that, um, it has also been decided that when the head of the uh, of the uh, Pentagon, um, Austin, remember when he heard recently, and he um, uh, and uh, he was in the hospital. Lloyd Austin was in the hospital. He didn't tell anyone. He didn't tell his chain of a command. It wasn't clear if anyone knew uh, where he was at the time. And then um, it turns out that they've they've done their own investigation, and it's okay that and he disappeared twice, by the way, and nobody knew about it. Apparently, um, Biden certainly didn't know about it. Um, but what we do know is that they've decided that there was no ill intent of Austin not setting up, sending out a memo, not giving backup, not going through the chain of command, not following all of that. It's all just water under the bridge. That the person that's supposed to be running the war disappeared for uh, a week and then went into the ICU after that. And the American people were not told. And it appears much of the government was not told. I mean, <clears throat> the level of dangerous that, that this is, uh, this is uh, going towards is, is very troubling to me at the same time that we find out that there will be no discipline, no nothing having to do with Austin um, disappearing in the middle of, of, uh, all of these wars, because we're in arenas and wars in five places, we still have um, Israel, Syria, uh, obviously Ukraine. I hear that there's multiple wars in Africa that we are also have CIA bases and and bases down there dealing with that in Yemen. We got the Houthis and Iranians, uh, where we got threats with us, us sending weapons to Taiwan. Uh, but the head of the military. Um, 
Austin uh, can can take off, not tell anyone, not not put anyone in charge of the military, and nobody seems to tell anyone. And then even in the report that it said that there'll be no uh, investigation into it and that he had no ill intent, it said that he, I guess his his assistant um, had the flu. So when, even though they knew on Tuesday that this happened, um, nobody was notified till Thursday. But that's not a problem, apparently. But I do want to tell you what is a problem. The U.S. military, on top of all of this, is cutting 24,000 jobs due to overstructured woes. Um, what it really seems is that um, the uh, that they cannot recruit recruits and they're getting rid what is of an overstructured woe. I don't know what I think it honestly is, is that um, they are they can't recruit for many, many reasons. There's multiple reasons we'll get into in a second. But on top of that, um, they also um, they have a lot of jobs or or positions in the military right now that cannot be filled or are not being filled. So it appears that they're cutting jobs that have no people in them on. I don't know if that whole twenty four thousand. It's hard to read. Uh, but that's what it says. And um, and basically, um, the soaring threat of World War Three, obviously, the army says that they have to undergo a major restructuring. <laughs> Fox News t- obtained a document uh, calls for reducing its force by 24,000 uh, or 5 percent. These cuts um, will remain in, in effect. Uh, and it's actually uh, about empty and not actual soldier jobs, whatever that means. So um at this point, the army is not asking current soldiers to leave as the military, um, as the army builds back and strength over the next few years. Most installations will likely see an increase in number of soldiers actually stationed there. Um, the real problem is, though, that it says that they um, they noted the cavalry, cavalry squadrons, striker brigade combat teams, infantry brigade combat teams, and security force assistant brigades amounting to about 10,000 jobs will be eliminated. Um, this is w- what we're dealing with right now. And, uh, and I, I'm just not sure. I honestly believe that everything that is being run right now is by the same people that are behind the great reset and the pandemic and the fourth industrial revolution and the, uh, what I call the billionaire globalist oligarchs and their international banking cartel. But, um, we are having a serious, um, it, they are having a very hard time recruiting people, which you can figure out why. First of all, they kicked all those people out that wouldn't get the vaccine. Um, then they begged them back, weren't going to pay them back pay. Uh, a lot of them were kicked out with dishonorable discharges. I don't know where that stands right now, but if anyone out there does, please let me know. Um, but they are having a very hard time meeting their 2022 goals and 2023 goals. And now we're in 2024. So imagine that. Um, it also says that... Um, uh, that the military will fall short of 20 of its goals for recruitment of 25%. The Army, Navy, Air Force, and Coast Guard are all expected to fall short of the recruitment goals this year. Um, Air Force said they will likely miss the goal of uh, 26,877 new recruits by 10%. The Coast Guard said they will likely only fill 75% of their full-time non-commissioned recruits. Um, so we are talking about, uh, a real shortage and, um, well, if you think about Mel, if you think about defunding the police, opening the borders, uh, you know, uh, a total sense of lawlessness, lawlessness, um, you know, degrading society at every level, you know, why would they want to have a strong military to take down our country from within? They want to, uh, you know, neuter and, um, 
you know, they want to they, they destroy the military. And, and they've clearly been doing that with this LGBTQ, you know, the woke DEI stuff that they're doing. You know, it's uh, it's not hard to, to connect the dots, you know, in my yeah. opinion. I mean, there's another part to this, and you're right about the LGBTQ, and they've really lowered the standards, too. And and the other thing is that um, the guy that they put in to replace Millie, Charles uh, Q. Brown, General Charles Q. Brown, um, the amount of rhetoric uh, that is critical race theory, DEI, anti-white, all of that, uh, it was not missed on anyone. There was a lot of warnings. He, he got in, whatever. But there's a real, we still, um, America folks, if you're not aware, because it's, it's very hard to see because everything's been turned upside down um, and, and you're not allowed to see it, especially if you ask Google AI, but America is still 64% white, okay? So what we find out <clears throat> is that because of what they've done and, and everything that's happening in the military and the fear of also serving, there are a lot of higher ranking people that have uh, gotten disciplined and um, even sued by this new new breed of um, of recruits over the last you know since the DEI BLM all of that has come into the military. It's really hurt the concept of band of brothers, and it's divided within the military between race and all this gender stuff and all of that. And it's caused a, a real rift in what's needed to fight wars uh, shoulder to shoulder in the foxhole, so to speak. So um, they're having a real issue recruiting, surprise, surprise, white um, soldiers. And if you think about the amount of people in America that are white, at least for now, they haven't they haven't gotten to their goal. We played that video once of, of Joe Biden being so excited that America would soon not be a majority white country. But um a total of 44,000 new army recruits were categorized by service as white in 2018, but the number's fallen considerably each year since. Um, that number has fallen uh, in almost in half to 25,000 in 2023, a 6% dip between 2022 and 2023. No other demographic group has seen such a uh, decline. Um, in 2023, the army missed its recruiting goals of 65,000 soldiers by a shortfall of 10,000 and just 44% of new recruits categorized themselves as white in 2013 as compared to 2018 when it was 56.4%. Um, so the the uh, CRT, uh, DEI, and, and a, a openly uh, anti-racist uh, Joint Chief lead, and, and then we had the whole thing with Mark uh, my, uh, Milley, uh, when he was worried about white rage and uh, white supremacists and uh, Trump supporters, honestly, in the military that were purged for anything from posts on their social media to anything else. I mean, why would a white conservative, you know, Christian or Jewish or whatever uh, God loving Trump supporter want to go into the military anyway? The, the, this is what's happening here. We had on Brian Gamble, and he was talking about the purge during Clinton's years. Um, but basically, the rate which white recruitment has fallen far outpaces nationwide demographics shifts. Data experts and army officials interviewed by Military.com noted they don't see a single cause to the recruiting problem, but pointed to a confluence of issues for army recruiting, including partisan scrutiny of the service, a growing obesity epidemic, and an unfunded 
uh, political ed- underfunded political education system. That's the official reasoning. But I would say that it's a lot different than that. I think that there has been a a full on attack on um, white males uh, in this country coming from the very top from this administration well, and their the accolades. Now, you know, I mean, you fight for things you believe in, right? Uh, yeah. You stand for things you believe in. And a strong man is not going to fight and stand for a institution or a country that is uh, actively attacking him and his way of life and everything and that, that he believes in. Hates right. you. Joe Biden keeps getting it's up. They all get up. Uh, Jeffries, all these people, they get on stage and they say, those MAGA Republicans. Well, that's 80 million people and a lot of their kids. And then, you know, Joe Biden keeps pushing it. They all keep pushing it. And and Joe Biden and all of them say that the worst thing in America are radicalized white uh, Christian nationalists and, and white supremacists. And, and there is no data to back this up, by the way. This is what they're putting out there. And, and I just want to put the call out to everyone that um, this... The war and the, and the financial cycle, they're, they're one in the same. There was a great interview um, by uh, Greg Hunter. <laughs> we randomly met Greg Hunter in, in did, North Carolina. Yeah. He's a great guy, yeah. but you guys probably watch him. Uh, USAWatchdog.com, Greg Hunter had on uh, Char- Charles Nenner. And he's talking about this entire war cycle and the intertwine between the the war and the financial cycle and how both of them are working together. It's a really worthwhile interview. But again, my biggest fear here, again, as I say every day, we have a 19-year-old son, okay, me and Rob. And I have to tell you, I do not understand how they can possibly continue going forward towards a nuclear possible World War III, keep pushing and pushing. Nobody's talking about peace. They're sending all our money there. You know, I don't see how they do this without a, a draft. And, and I know it's hard to believe that this could happen, but this regime right now, um, the truth is that I, because I do talk to people and I do read um, papers from all over the world, it appears that the foreign leaders aren't even willing to negotiate with the people that are currently in positions uh, to negotiate in our military or in the Biden regime. Uh, most leaders in the world will have nothing to do with Blinken or Sullivan or uh, Newland or any of these people. Um, there's all these reports coming out. But Rob, I'm very nervous about I don't see how they go forward without a draft. I, I just, I, they're pushing forward. They don't have enough soldiers. And the other thing we talked about last week on the show, Dick, Dick Durbin and other people, they want, uh, and just yesterday, again, it came up, they want to allow, they want to allow illegals to be trained by our military to fight the wars. So they, they have a, a dreamer's path to citizenship through military service that the Democrats are trying to push through. Well, when you, don't, doesn't the military take an oath to the constitution? and to protect and serve and protect the, the people of this country and protect this country. Now you're going to bring in people that don't speak English, don't fit the requirements or any of that to fill the void. Or are you going to take our kids, all those white supremacists? And, you know, and what, what are your, what are your thoughts, you know, knowing about our son is out there in the perfect age to, to get sweeped up? Well, um, the only way to have an effective force is to have some sort of commonality of, of experience and goals. And, um, you know, it, it's you can bring a lot of diversity together as long as they believe in what they're doing. 
right? It's like a company. You can have people from all walks of life and they have a mission, you know, in a military, you know, but if you, if you totally lose the mission because you don't believe in the leadership and the direction of the leadership is taking you in an absolutely perverse direction, then, you know, it's, it's, it's absolutely programmed to fail. Uh, one thing I didn't tell you, Mel, is that that our, our son today actually went to the gun range with one of his friends at school. So Good. he's kind of, he's on our side. He gets what's going on. He is he is um, aware that that it's important to understand, you know, uh, self defense, and 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 he understands the rights that that we are endowed by as American citizens. So that's good. But would I want him? to go fight for the Biden regime? Absolutely not. But, you know, we don't have an effective fighting force because we don't have an effective mission and we don't have an effective vision and we have no commonality of interest. They're destroying all of that. And this is what we're trying to bring together. When you talk about bringing people under the tent and, um, you know, and, and, and focusing that mission, it's about, it's about freedom. It's about liberty. It's about, you know, inalienable rights. Yeah, and I think we also have to mention, so today, they, the K, KJP, who just, I mean, I've never seen a liar quite like her. I thought I thought Saki was bad, but the KJP, they, I mean, and they, they KJP believes that they're going to keep power in 2024 because she has no fear of just lying. But uh, she said today that he had his, uh, Biden had his uh, physical, Walter Reed, and that there was going to be no cognitive test. It was unnecessary. There doesn't need to be a mental test or anything. And um, we have all these situations going on and that person is supposedly running our country and the rest of the world knows it. So why would anyone, first of all, also a book is coming out with an interview by Joe Biden that believes that his exit from Afghanistan, which is the most disgraceful. And, and we, we just, our good friend Kelly did a documentary. Um, she has multiple documentaries called 26 seconds about sex trafficking of women and children. And those women and children that were left behind in, in, Afghanistan, uh, and by ISIS as well, uh, hell on earth. But what we found out also was when they brought, when Joe Biden and his friends bought the 60,000 unvetted Afghanis to this country, they bought a lot of women and children and, and young boys that have come here and been abused in this system and trafficked in America from that, uh, situation as well. But Joe Biden comes out and says that, you know, has a whole interview, um, everyone's going to see it, of him um, talking about that, that, you know, they executed the withdrawal from Afghanistan perfectly. I don't know, 20 year war, take trying to save uh, Afghanistan from the Taliban and handing it back along with Bagram to the Chinese and all those weapons. We don't know where they are. And now we're, uh, you know, having to make all these weapons are that's another thing, Rob, our arsenal of weapons to defend ourselves is apparently dwindling uh, dramatically. And, um, and and I think it's really important that we understand our adversaries in the world do not fear Japan. They do not fear America. They do not ha feel like, like we have anyone that they need to worry about. Um, and like Trump says, peace through strength. And they all, no, nobody was messing with him because they knew that, that if they did anything that hurt, really hurt America, Americans' interests, American people, that there would be a, a retaliation. We have Kim Jong-un popping up out of nowhere, uh, starting to test missiles again, too. Uh, this is because we have a very weak, pathetic man running the country and the whole world is watching. Uh, you might want to, just for a little comic relief, then we'll come back because I don't want to scare people too much. But
but uh, you can play. So the Italian T Italian um, TV, the most popular TV station in Italy this weekend, uh, past weekend, uh, put up a, a, a parody of Joe Biden. I, I want to play it just to show you what the rest of the world thinks of him. Buonasera, Presidente Biden. Presidente. Evening, Mr. Pre no, President uh, Biden. President. Here we are, President, Presi uh, President Biden. Qui. Here. Yes, yes. Good evening. Buonasera. As yes. Eh? I said to the President of Israel, si. Mikhail Gorbachev. No, no, non è Gorbachev, non è Gorbachev il Presidente dell'Israele, no, no. Sorry, Michael Jordan. <laughs> No, 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 no. When no. he went to the moon. Quando è andato sulla luna. And he was shot from Dallas. Ma non hanno sparato a lui a Dallas, quello è Kennedy. No, sia fermo, fermo, Presidente. <laughs> Presidente. Long shot from Dallas to no. the moon. Si sta, si sta confondendo con Kennedy. Uh, 14 sì. millions. Sì. Eh? Me, miles, Ford, Ford. Mi... Vabbè, ma, uh, non è, ma non è lui, Presidente. To, uh, Mr. President, his wife, la moglie, tried to bring. So, um, I mean, that, well, so, that, so, that you know, the, by, by the way, that's world. actually, that's actually a lot better than SNL, just for what it's worth. Um, so, so oh, we SNL are. Won't uh, touch it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's a, it's quite extraordinary. So we know that um, you know what uh, what they're putting out there is is. <laughs> Any sane person can see that that this is is just it, it's comical um, and, and it's sad. But why aren't the Democrats, Rob? Why aren't the Democrats? Why don't they feel the same way about it? I mean, why? I did see some Obama guys. I think you, you know, know in my pop and Michelle at the at the at the uh, convention, but they don't seem concerned at all. And then Karine Jean Pierre just with with that with that totally and I'll talk about the, the press in a second. We're going long, but um Karine Jean Pierre with a smile and a wink says he doesn't need a cognitive exam. He's just fine. We're going back to norms. I mean what <laughs> well, shouldn't they're, everyone they're be worried? So That's what Italy and Europe thinks of him. <laughs> You know, there, there, there's this this bubble, this information war, this media bubble, this this cognitive, um, you know, uh, a fog that a lot of people are in. They're it's, they're breaking out of it as as it hits them at home, and we we experience those. You know, we see that as we talk to different people, and and we're learning that, that that's a happening. But it it does take time, and. Um, it does need to hit them at home, but um, but we don't have a lot of time. You know, uh, obviously yeah. the, the the tides have turned massively, and uh, and people are waking up to what's going on. You know, in our country and how we are looking in the world. But we're actually we're not even getting a lot of the um, the news from you know all the European countries that are standing up. You know, if that was blasted all over the news, where you know the uh, the you know no, the Norwegians and 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 the and the French and the Italians and the 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 you know the Irish were standing up. If people understood that the rest of the world was pushing back on all this stuff, then you know we would coalesce around you know rational thought. But they, people aren't really seeing it. So so a big you know probably you know fake news, fake news, fake news. 
that's one of the greatest, greatest enemies of, of we the people on this planet, in my opinion. That's yeah. why it's so important what we do. Right. And I also want to, um, and yeah, and, and thank you. Cause I, I know people have been, uh, I, I, I know that there's a new uh, tip feature and people have been tipping us on the show. We really appreciate it. Me and Rob are like a, like, like a total, All right. total so we like, just learned uh, mom and pop shop over here. So it really you does help us. This. Uh, if you're watching live, you know, there is a little tip feature. I don't, I think they call it rumble rants or something. We just, we just figured it out and it's we're like, so nice. Oh, Oh, that's kind of cool. So if you like what you're you're hearing or if you hate what you're hearing, but you appreciate it, uh, I, hopefully you hate what you're hearing, but you appreciate it. Um, you he- appreciate, you know, learning a little bit about what's going on out there. You know, you know, please support us because, you know, this is 24-7, 365. We are in it to win it. We, there is no stopping us. And uh, we can only do this with your support. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, it's really, uh, it's getting rough. It's getting hard out here. And and I'm so censored and so shut down. I, I mean, oh my God, I know all of you think X is a, is a free speech platform, but they will, n- <laughs> I'm not even going to talk about it. If you do feel like following me at X, it's at Melky Show, but nobody does really. So <laughs> if you do, thank you. Um, and uh, nobody sees my stuff there, but you know what? I guess, I guess that's okay. Cause you guys are watching and you like me, so that's good. Um, <laughs> I do want to say, uh, I, I do appreciate that too. And we're over there trying over there on Instagram, but this is where we are. And I'm, I'm just really grateful to everyone out there that does watch us because it's a lot of work and it's a, scary because I know that I am very, very heavily surveilled uh, in my life in general. And it, it's, I'm, I'm walking a very you know, scary it's, fine it's, line. You know, what's interesting is that, um, so you were on uh, Roseanne's show, which uh, does air on YouTube and also on um uh, Jimmy Dore show, Jimmy which is Dore. also has yeah. a big YouTube platform. And we actually, we yeah. picked up a number of subscribers that people like, Oh, you know, I've never heard well, of you people before, didn't know that I, I was around anymore. I know. I know. Well, that's okay. And then there's fake telegram channels. Please don't follow them. Um, but yeah, no, it was so nice of them both to have me on, uh, because I've worked so hard and it's, it's like, you know, I, I don't even care. I just want people to know what's happening and how much danger we're in and that it's all of us equally. There is, they do not care if you're a Republican or Democrat, the people that are running the controlled demolition of America, they don't, they don't care about any of us to them. None of us have a voice or a vote at all. It is, it is a controlled demolition of America and the American people would be able to stop it if they would stop playing the the game that these people have us playing against each other. It's not real, it's fraudulent. And and it is so just about me- power by a very small group of people. I've I I I always I say names. A lot of people don't. I was very proud of Laura Logan yesterday for calling out some of these people by name. But there I do that. And there's only a handful of people that do and then a whole lot of other people just breaking, breaking all the time. They're so excited about the breaking story that everyone else with 500,000 plus people on here and there are, are covering. But we, what we have to understand is our country has been captured. We have a fourth branch of government, this intelligence slash big tech uh, branch that is totally unconstitutional, is violating our rights every day. They do not. They are out of control. They have no oversight. And then they have a fifth column above them of NGOs and think tanks and billionaire oligarchs that are really pulling the strings. And our government comes in under and then under and then under. And where do you think we are, any of us? All these get out the vote things, which I'll talk about in a second, and I, I do need to wrap it up. But all these get out the vote things, friends, I'm telling you right now, whether it's the... 
the Voting Protection Project or Democracy Alliance or any of the Arabella funded stuff or um, the Voter Protection Project or or Vote.com, whatever it is, it, it is not about a free and fair election where everyone gets to vote. It is not about, um, you know, that that all marginalized people get to vote. I will tell you, I've read their documents. I've gone through their websites. It is about none of us, none of us having a vote at all. It is about a total, completely impossible place for any American citizen's vote to count at all. And I'm not, I'm talking left and right. There is none of our votes are, are, are needed anymore for the game that they have, for the system, for the, for the, for the, what do you call it? It's not, it's not the flaw. It's the system for the system no, that they've the, set the up. It's a feature. Since the, certainly a feature, not the bug. For since that, since the hanging chads, which I, I ask you to go back and see if that was not really the beginning of this, uh, I don't think that our our votes. I, I think it's all been a manipulation, and somehow in 2016, uh, Trump tripped the wire, and uh, they're never going to let it happen again. And we got to fight that. But uh, again, uh, World now you War were III, telling me, you were telling me earlier about all the you know uh, federal taxpayer money that's going into, you know, propaganda media, like across the board. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I did want to, I did want to mention a couple things before we wrap it up. We've been going a long time. Uh, one is that, um, the Biden administration, of course, I, I have told everyone this for a very long time, me and Rob, when we were in New York and we were at about 60,000 illegals coming in, uh, and we live in Midtown near the UN and near the archdiocese where a lot of them were being processed and right by kind of, uh, uh, you know, where they were being bussed into a uh, port authority, um, all in that area. Um, a couple citizen journalists in New York kept telling me and sending me text messages and pictures saying they're setting up some kind of, they're setting up within those illegal groups, group homes and stuff that they were setting up meetings with, uh, this, this communist lawyers group, literally it's a communist lawyers group, open society funded people, um, and a bunch of NGOs, democratic socialists of America were setting up like kind of struggle sessions where they were talking to the illegals, they were bringing in people and they were, they, all the, all the things to invite them to, to talk to the people were saying hashtag demand citizenship. And this girl, great girl in New York came to me and she goes, they're setting up when the Palestinian ceasefire now, because it's all the same people that funded Black Lives Matter. Every uprising like that is the same money. Uh, you can follow it very easily. Obviously, open society's involved, but there's a whole bunch of usual suspects back there. Um, and of course, the election's coming up, so they need something. And, and we uh, gamed it out, and I've been watching it, and I do believe that um, the ceasefire now thing is dying down, and then we'll have an uptick, and it's going to be demand citizenship, in my opinion. But I've happened to see many, many things that lead me to believe that they are organizing that now. Uh, the same NGOs and the same billionaire foundations and all of these groups are, are banding together. So just in time for this, I see that Joe Biden's uh, uh, regime has proposed a new law. They proposed, oh, it's by the Biden administration for a new U.S. immigration law. Uh, the candidate Joe Biden promise of immigration reform legislation, the U.S. Citizenship Act, would eliminate the term alien from the U.S. immigration laws. Uh, the country's bedrock immigration law, the Immigration and Nationali Nationality Act, would be amended to say that 
The term non-citizen means any person not a citizen or the or a national of the United States. Um, it it also goes on to say um, it is uh, far easier to deny the humanity of an alien than it is to de- deny the humanity of a non-citizen. The use of the word alien helps rationalize the severe treatment <laughs> of non-citizens and from detention in cages and family separation and more. Uh, so uh, they come in and they're saying, uh, uh, in restricting deportation, generations of U.S. government officials, but especially those of the fervently anti-immigrant Trump administration frequently called um, uh, non-citizens illegal aliens. It goes on to say that Donald Trump in 2019, um, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency will begin the process of removing the millions of illegal aliens who have illicitly found their way into the United States. Um, so uh, as, the, as Barack Obama tried to make it undocumented immigrants or DACA uh, movement, they would like to put a new law in place that will uh, call... Um, that will call will bring back the humanity and human rights of non-documented uh, non-citizen americans so they're still going to be americans but they'll be non-documented non-citizen americans well, it's um, like they're calling them when, unhoused you know they they're it's a new like, they're just yeah, trying this to is a little uh, different than that honestly this is a little different than that and and at the same time i also want to say that um, this at uh, this this group and this is their on their side, they're saying that 14.5 million uh, illegals have come into America since uh, they're saying since COVID. Uh, but remember that this is um, uh, it's always uh, a bigger number. And tonight, our good friends Michael Yan and Ann Vandersteel, I believe Michael Yan's on Tucker, and Ann Vandersteel and Michael Yan were on Sean Ryan yesterday. Those are both. It's on Ryan's still on YouTube, very big show. Uh, so please check that out. So um, it's saying that humans are not faceless invaders and are affected by immigration law. Non-citizen is more neutral and, um, and non-citizen should like every other human being in America. So if you don't think that, that, <laughs> that this is a, a, a long game plan here, um, uh, I don't know what to tell you, but that, uh, just, just came down on, uh, into my orbit, uh, this situation. So uh, I do expect a, uh, a demand citizenship, as I've been saying now you know, for people, almost eight months, Rob. <laughs> yeah. People need, people need to put on their big boy pants. You know, you know, what? life is a contact sport. It's not easy and it's not fair. Um, but you know, we want equality. We want, we want justice. You know, uh, you know, we are all uh, have been immigrants at one point in time, and you know we've done it the right way. We're building a country, uh, and we need to move forward in the right in the right way. But you know, it, it, you can't. It, what the, their mission, their their tactics are, um, you know, only lead to destruction. So so it's not. So so what they're saying, you know, with their flowery language will lead to the end of everything that that has ever been built before you know it's it's uh you know uh what is it uh uh out of chaos uh you know uh order out of chaos order out of chaos you know it's controlled demolition it's the you know it's the whole mantra of this um 
this mindset, which is is absolutely destructive. So so you need to understand yeah. that. So yeah, there's context. Yeah, and I also want to add, and I don't want people to be afraid. What we want is people to be have righteous indignation and have had enough yeah, and to protect tough. yourself you and to prepare and your family. And I am seeing a couple of sheriffs out there, but getting in touch with your neighbors and your sheriffs and everyone. And I mean, like Rob said in the beginning, we have a friend, she's on the show. You'll see her next week from the Upper East Side. It works on Madison Avenue, like is just the nicest person. It, uh, came here as a legal immigrant from Georgia uh, uh, and uh, literally was hit on the head, her bag stolen. And the cops told her that there's Venezuelan gangs that are, are terrorizing Manhattan and not to like go out at night, not to go into certain areas. Um, there's also been a 7,600% increase in, uh, in Venezuelan, um, immig- uh, Venezuelans coming into America. And Donald Trump said a long time ago that the Venezuelan, um, the Venezuela was letting out all of their, uh, criminals and all their people out of jail and mental institutions and sending them here. And guess what? There's been a 22% drop in crime during this same period of time that this uptick has been into America in Venezuela. So I, I would keep that in mind. And also, um, not to freak you out, but I do want to say that, um, there's uh, open the books does a good job at, at tracking money in America. And like, it turns out that not just the IRS hasn't just spent all this money uh, arming. And we saw the James O'Keefe thing this week, uh, their agents, but HHS has employed nearly 500 special agents. Um, It has spent $154 million on guns, ammunition, military style equipment. Um, And since 2020, HHS has spent over 427,000 on tactical combat gear, 24, 247,000 on ammunition, 100,000 on law enforcement weapons, and 99,000 on virtual reality weapons simulators. Um, this is in addition to 685,000 line items that simply say law enforcement in, in, equipment. Um, and that's not it. It looks like the National Institute of Health Division of Police, a 96 member police force uh, that patrols NIH facilities. And uh, but also includes the HHS Office of Inspector General, the agency's oversight authority, um, tasked with protecting Anthony Fauci. Uh, but it looks like um, they have uh, have have um, twelve revo- uh, 194 fully automatic firearms and 929,461 rounds of ammunition. Um, and it's, it's going through EPA, um, DHS. I mean, it looks like every, uh, agency in the government is, is, They're is arming up. armed. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this is not, this is not good news. And then, um, I will <laughs> end on news. what Rob was, um, well, I just want people to know, like, we still do have a constitution and bill of rights if you care at this moment. And, uh, we need to all get together and figure out what is going on here because, uh, it is getting pretty, pretty hairy, and uh, and we still have the power here, but we have to actually uh, start to realize and organize and figure out uh, what that means for each of us individually first, and then each individual American citizen has to go inside themselves and say, uh, who do I want to be? What do I want to do? Um, how do I want to move forward? What how, what kind of change? What solutions can I do in my local community or on a massive scale? Whatever it is. But this is all very real information you're not getting. I'm not trying to scare you. What I am trying to do is to tell you that you have power 
if you want to use it, you have the ability to get out there and participate. Now, um, I do want to mention Rob brought up the onslaught of fake news, and there's multiple reasons for this. I have found uh, many disturbing things. Everyone knows about the fake um, journalism school Pointer Institute um, that uh, is out there. And the Pointer Institute is an open society fake uh, journalism school and all the people connected to it. Uh, basically are far left-wing people. We've also told you about Courier Newsroom and Acronym and all these fake far left-wing progressive anti, um, you know, they're the people that that hate us the most. Um, they are uh, doing an initiative all over the country with um, where they have something they call um uh, it's a new, it's a new, oh God, hold on. It's, it's a new program. I want to make sure I say it right, but it's a new program and it's called, um, hold on. So is this on, the I one where they're funding, it. they're funding, um, yeah, but I'm having, uh, I'm having you know, a computer or, issue. Like propaganda media. Is that, is that what yeah, you're it's talking called, about? It, it's called press forward folks. It's called press forward. And apparently it's gotten, um, it and we're paying like for this. about, yeah, it's it pressed forward and it's gotten, well, no, it's actually funded by the billionaire globalist oligarchy, uh, Knight Foundation and a bunch of other ones. But basically, uh, who's funding press forward to the tune of $500 million? Uh, that would be the uh, Knight Foundation, Archwell, Carnegie, Carnegie Corporation, Democracy Fund, uh, Ford Foundation. Uh, that would be uh, also... Um, uh, Hewlett is always involved there when it comes to this stuff. Uh, we also have um, Omidar, Open Society, all, all those same people. And Press Forward is also a partnership of the Pointer Institute. That would be uh, um, George Soros. The goal, uh, they raised $500 million at the local level for local news to be sustainable over the long term. Communities will need to stand up and support their local news providers we will need to invest in local news the same way we invest in arts and culture and hospitals and our alma maters. We are building a movement roadmap to local news. So they have, um, they have gone around and they have given out, um, money. Uh, and I don't know which journalists have taken this $500 million, but this press forward and the people involved there have given out grants, uh, grants and, and, and loans that do not have to be paid back all over the place. Um, and they also have put out an equitable distribution of resources to underrepresented voices in local news communities. Uh, the Maynard Institute, Asian American Journalists, Indi Indigenous Journalists Association, National Association of Black Journalists, National Association of Hispanic Jour Journalists, um, that they've put them out to a bunch of dem democracy uh, uh, groups with democracy in the name, of course. Um, and they have gone around will be enough that they really need to fortify local news sources all over the country, uh, to fight misinformation and disinformation going into the 2024 election. Um, night media, I believe night is the, is the, I'm not going to say it, but I think it is the, the Nike guy. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, they, the, this group press forward has opened offices in Alaska, Illinois, Minnesota, Kansas, Philadelphia, Colorado, Mississippi, New Jersey, New Mexico, Wyoming, North Carolina, Pittsburgh, San Antonio, South Florida, Lancaster, and Lexington, Kentucky. Um, local chapters can apply for $250,000 
um, and, and have technical assistance. On top of that, uh, I just wanted to also mention, uh, we bring up sometimes John Arnold and Arnold Ventures, uh, a, a Texas billionaire, does a lot of the same kind of stuff as, um, as George Soros, very aligned with Soros. Well, John Arnold, one of the biggest guys in misinformation and disinformation and, and funding independent journalists, uh, has joined the board of Meta. <laughs> so uh, John Arnold, whether you know him or not, uh, of Arnold Ventures, he's, uh, he's joined the board of Meta. Now, uh, what you should know about that is that he... Um, so Arnold Ventures, the board of director, announced that he has joined uh, the philanthropic organization dedicated to advancing criminal justice and other issues um, uh, and believes in misinformation as America believes in fighting misinformation as America faces the election. Um, so Mark Zuckerberg is already making um, changes to Facebook algorithm to diminish news uh, in favor of lighter content. Arnold Ventures has given $13.7 million to five groups dedicated to combating alleged disinformation uh, and, and censoring uh, uh, voices, basically our voices. Um, also, uh, corporate media, billionaires, philanthropists, foundations, academic associations have all joined together uh, to fight for, uh, to fight misinformation and disinformation going into the 2024 election. Arnold Ventures has granted American Journalism Project $9.7 million, another uh, investment in local news, nonprofit groups. In the absence of trusted news sources, Arnold Ventures says, we see targeted disinformation campaigns, including efforts to spread wide, to spread misinformation through social networks and websites masquerading as news brands. I, I'm, I'm guessing that they're the Southern Poverty Law Center. Uh, and, and other and acronyms uh, uh, <laughs> groups. Oh, yeah. Also, so Google, on top of this, is paying publishers to post AI generated articles going into the 2024 election that are that are created by Google AI. <laughs> so uh, also, hey, Mal, um, I, I forgot to tell yeah. you, I went to the I went to the mailbox uh, today and guess what we got? We got. $500 million from Uncle Joe for Truth and Facts. Oh, thank so, you so, so much. So, so um, you know, obviously they're doing something good and, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll be able yeah, to you know, and what we're I, I want to just, I want to throw, <laughs> yeah, I want to throw out a couple more names so people are aware. Uh, New Venture Fund, you know, they're part of the Arabella North Fund, uh, the, the, uh, the, Foreign national Hansberg Weiss, who has been very instrumental and pumped a lot of money into elections against Donald Trump. All these people, they're, they're really into this. So the new venture fund has created the Media Democracy Fund, which is uh, instrumental in the left, uh, in a push to enact net neutrality uh, that uh, was, was, was pushed during Obama's years. Uh, we also have... Um, Arnold Ventures is also involved in uh, uh, the Social Science Research Council operates a project called MediaWell that curates research and news on digital disinformation and misinformation, according to its website. MediaWell, for instance, promotes an article on its website that is titled Fighting an Indestructible Monster, Journalism's Legitimacy Narratives During the Trump Era. Uh, MediaWell also promotes an Axiot article on its website that is titled Racist White Replacement Theory, 
and and uh, talks about uh, all of that. So they're funding that that as well. And then um, it also operates the Mercury Project, twenty five million project handout of grants to groups studying alleged misinformation and disinformation going in. Arnold Ventures has also. 1 million to Maplight, a leftist nonprofit group tracking money and politics in elections uh, and reporting on that. So um, we have that uh, to, to, to fight against. Um, also, just uh, so everyone knows, um, the Biden administration has offered to pay. Uh, this is for the all of government get out to vote efforts by the Biden administration that should be totally illegal and unconstitutional. But Kamala Harris has announced that um, the, the she says the Biden administration has uh, been doing work to promote voter participation for students. For example, we have under the federal work study program now allowed students to get paid through federal work study to register people and to be nonpartisan poll poll workers. So we're up against a lot of stuff. I wanted you guys to know all about it. Uh, I just believe that we the people. Uh, are not uh, behind any of these operations and uh, do not trust the news that you see. As you can see, it has very much been hijacked by those who are running the controlled demolition of America and their friends in the um, uh, intel agencies and uh, big tech. So uh, keep an eye out for all of that. Let us know if you find anything like that. Do your own research. I'm going to end on a video by Carl Sagan, if you made it this far, God bless you and thank you. I, I had a lot to get through, but um, Carl Sagan had a big warning that maybe people didn't hear that I think we should all hear again right now when it comes to misinformation and disinformation and technocracy and, and what is true and what is false. So uh, Rob, any last words? I think I'll let that video take us out. I just wanna thank everyone for spending the time with us. Um, it's so critical that we're informed Thank you, Mel, for all the work you do, and um, and we really appreciate all your support, uh, all your attention, and for standing and fighting and 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 understanding how important of a time that we live in, and that uh, you know there's there's nothing more important in in the world than standing for what you believe in. So thank you for standing. We really appreciate yeah. it. And thank you so much, everyone. Sorry it was a long one. Again, we need to do it twice a week, which we're working on. But um, thank you for being here. Uh, protect yourself, protect your family, keep your peace of mind, and pray uh, all you do. And uh, hug your children and love those that are in your life and around you. Um, we can get through this, but we all need to be really aware of what is going on and not uh, what we are being told uh, by these people that are controlled is going on. So play the Carl Sagan thing and we'll see you guys next Wednesday. But what's the danger of all this? I mean, you know, this is not the thing that... There's two kinds of dangers. One is what I just yeah. talked about, that we've arranged a society based on science and technology in which nobody understands anything about science and technology. And this combustible mixture of ignorance and power, sooner or later, is going to blow up in our faces. I mean, who is running the science and technology? in a democracy if the people don't know anything about it. And the second reason that um, I'm worried about this is that science is more than a body of knowledge. It's a way of thinking, a way of skeptically interrogating the universe with a fine understanding of human fallibility. If, if we are not able to ask skeptical questions, to interrogate those who tell us mm -hmm. that something is true, to be skeptical of those in authority, 
then we're up for grabs for the next charlatan, political or religious, who comes ambling along. It, it's a thing that Jefferson laid great stress on. It wasn't enough, he said, to enshrine some rights in a, in a constitution or a bill of rights. The people had to be educated and they had to practice their skepticism and their education. Otherwise, we don't run the government. The government runs us.